You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. This week on Carly's Couch, we talk about aging parents and how to handle it as we start to get older with them. Welcome to Carly's Couch. Thank you for joining us today. We are so excited to have you here. As always. Um, how you feeling, Carly? I am peaceful and I would say hopeful. I feel excited for the rest of the year. How that's are you? good. You've been yeah. saying that for like the last four weeks. <laughs> like that's, that's how I've been feeling. That's your word, peaceful? Peaceful is my, yeah, I'm very peaceful and grounded. How about you? Um, I'm cool. I can't think of a, a whole lot of description right now, but I'm feeling okay. And we are gearing up towards the holidays now. Um, and I can't believe that this year is about done, but I feel like January lasts like 400 days and then it really does. January is like this long and then it slowly does this. And the very end of the year is like two seconds. It's like, boop. no, it really does. Um, (laughs) but I am excited too, because I have plans to get away for next month for December. Um, it'll be nice. Yeah. I leave, I think I leave (laughs) on your birthday or the day before your birthday. So. Um, yeah, I'm out of here, but it, but it's because my dad's birthday is like a couple of days after yours. So usually, um, since my dad's birthday is right before the holidays, it kind of like also makes money sense to travel a little bit earlier mm-hmm. than Christmas time. For sure. Um, and then get into seeing for his birthday and then doing all the other stuff. Oh, I love that. That's what we get to do. Yeah. Um, hopefully all of you all are doing well as well. Let's go through this question from the couch. You guys might want to crazy. Yeah. Y'all might want a notebook this time because, um, the question was, what's the best book you've read this year? And so Carly was sweet enough to not sweet, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I am sweet (laughs) Sweet enough to, uh, to categorize them. So we got a bunch of responses and she put them in categories, which is helpful because, you know, people have a certain, uh, type of genres that they like more than others, um, myself included. And I thought most of them looked like kind of like self-helpy, but apparently they're not. So let's just run through these different books and see if there's any you might want to pick up. And if I messed up and put it in the wrong one, I was trying to do it real quick. So <laughs> it might be. But we'll start off with the romance. So if you're a romance gal, guy, or person, we have The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which is a great, great book. book. <laughs> I say, yeah, that is a good one. Um, tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Good title. Yeah, that's cool. And then another one is Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. Mm. On the fantasy side, we have Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros and A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Moss. Which is a part of a set. And I have uh, Fourth Wing is next up on my read list. So I'll mm-hmm. let y'all know if that's good. For horror and mystery, we have Old Country by Matt Query. And The Partner by John Grisham. Hmm. Autobiographies and Stories to Inspire, Michelle Obama's The Light We Carry, Will, Woman Evolved by Sarah Jake Roberts, 101 Essays That Change the Way You Think, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, and Ricky, The Life of an American Original, Howard Bryant. Oh, and Remembered Rapture, Bell Hooks. For general fiction, we have Anxious People, um, and then Bear Town are two separate novels, but both by Frederick Bachman. And then The Wager, A Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny, and Murder by David Grann. I'm actually interested in that one just because of the uh-huh. title. Um, but are, are you sure? It's, well, you say you might not be sure. Because it looked like um, on the on the cover, because um, Nicholas sent this, and he sent like the cover of the book. And it 
said something about like from the from the authors of um, Flowers of the Forbidden Moon, whatever that movie is. But that's from a real Flowers story. Of the Killer Moon. This so I wonder if this was from a real story well, too. So it is. Um, so good catch. Like based off. Yeah, of it's based off of the British naval ship the Wager, um, mm. which wrecked on a desolate island off the tip of South America in 1740. Okay, but it's probably still like a, a fiction of it. Mm-hmm. I like a good historical fiction, though. Me too. Um, Business and Life, Incognito by Frank Wilderson, and Hidden Potential by Adam Grant. And The Unsold Mindset by oh, Colin If Coggins. I scroll down, there's a few more. <laughs> <And> Garrett Brown. <laughs> Only the Paranoid Survive, Andrew Grove. The Color of Money. <laughs> and The Big Leap by Hendrix. Okay, that's a lot of good books. Maybe I need to um put this over on my list because... I'm interested in the romance, fantasy, mystery, fiction ones. Yeah. Um, personally. Yeah. So thank y'all for always participating. We appreciate it and giving us some good things to read. <laughs> um, so this week's topic, I've been seeing a lot of discussions um, about how to deal with your parents getting older. I think it's something that as we get older starts to happen and it happens to all of us, but it's not something that we're taught how to deal with. Um and it just feels like a lot and feels kind of heavy. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that we actually spend some time talking about it. Like, I, it's just in my personal life. I've seen it on social media. I have some clients, like, you know, renovating some spaces so their parents can move in, you know, to an ADU in the back of their house, like different things. And I just feel like it's a weight that all of us kind of carry, like, not in a bad way, but it probably can become burdensome. But, yeah, so we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, and personally, I feel like it's not something that I – have thought about very, very often as far as, um, like you said, you have people who they are preparing, mm-hmm. um, like in real life, preparing for like maybe parents move in and things of that nature. I haven't thought about it that much. Um, but it is a little bit, um, I don't know, what's, what's a better word? Not necessarily sad, but like as, as parents age, it's one of those things where you're like watching them change in front of you. And of course we're all watching ourselves change, but I think it's different when it's, Um, somebody else when you're watching them get older when you have the memories of um, you know them at certain ages and you see that they just need maybe a little more help and or um, now that you're an adult just even kind of dealing with them and their personality can be get more difficult as they get older and I think it is very interesting to even just think about like dang I'm about to be like 40 but there's still you know other people who are like so much life yeah, that's, and that's crazy. So I, I think just everybody being adults is interesting in itself. And then to perhaps have to take care of them and or care for them, you know, checking in and things of that nature. It is an additional um, thing to think about. So, Yeah, um, one of my friends, her mom got injured and her mom's like in her 70s and she got pushed oh. down by a homeless person and or an unhoused person. And who was, you know, kind of going through it. And mom got injured and she was trying to have a conversation like, Ma, I need you to be more careful. And her mom's like, no, bro, like, this is what I do every day. I walk around the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I do these things. And I've just seen that my whole life. Like, I remember when my grandpa was getting older and, like, my mom and all her sisters, like, thinking through, you know, when asking him when he should retire and when he should stop driving and doing things. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's it can be really tough to be in the position, like kind of switch the caregiving position. Um, like as, as they get older and I don't think there's any right ways or wrong ways, but yeah, it's just, it's, it can be kind of heavy. It feels. Mm-hmm. But even with all of those things, right. Um, thinking about driving, thinking about the activities you typically do or don't have issue with. 
Um, even, you know, somebody coming into your home and being like, hey, do you need help cleaning out this fridge or throwing stuff out, old stuff out? Imagine, though, as the parent or a, a grandparent or whatever, um, but imagine as that parent also, like, the difficulty of having been independent for mm-hmm. so long and or you being able to make decisions, you know, to where now it feels like other people are um, having to take care of you. Like, you know, most people don't even like feeling like a burden. Um, you also don't want to feel like you need people to, to help you or tell you you can't do anything. And I think that as an older person, too, it probably sucks just to think about, like, and accept, like, oh, I can't do. I don't know, maybe it shouldn't be can't, but, like, I have to be more aware with the mm-hmm. things that I usually do. Um, especially when it comes to like falling and things like that, um, or, uh, being prone to, um, somebody messing with you outside or whatever it might be, or or being on the road. And I can imagine that that's so difficult already in that position. And then, so to be a, an adult child, um, it's so different just because the roles are so reversed when they haven't been, um, but I guess it's necessary. That's kind of the circle of life. Yeah, and that's really, I don't know why I want to talk about it because, like I said, I, I, it's something that we're all going through and I'll see tweets, like, here and there about, like, having to do stuff or um, even uh, Tisha, Tisha Campbell, like, her dad, I guess, passed away. <laughs> he was wilding, yeah. Oh, my God. And they found his <laughs> porn stash, which is hilarious. But <laughs> it is, like, how can we do it in a way that, you know, honors our parents and the things that, you know, the the – the difficult things that they're dealing with, like as they get older and also make sure that they're still safe. Cause I remember, um, my grandpa passed not too long or he had a, a life like altering stroke not too long after he retired and they took his driver's license away from him. Um, and so it's like, you know, how can we ease that transition and just be mindful? Like there's so many responsibilities and things I think that start to come up around this time. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you, what do you, do you think that it's the, it's our responsibility to take care of our parents as they age? Um, that's a tough question because like part of me wants to say yes, but I'm, I don't know if I'm the right person for this, um, to, to answer. I think within your, your bounds as much as you can. And if y'all have a good relationship, I don't think it's all children's responsibility to take care of their parents. Yeah. Just because it seems like it's so like everything on you. Maybe it seems like a little too much to say, like, is it your responsibility? Exactly. That's I'm like, it's not that. And hopefully, you know, parents live their life in a way where they set up things that help them Mm -hmm, into mm -hmm. old age. But I think the reality of it is that, you know, as they get older, a lot of us are going to realize that maybe they didn't. And also, um, we want to do an episode on estate planning because after my mom passed, it was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many things that we have to think about and go through. But, like, people don't want to have these conversations because they don't feel good Mm -hmm. because it's difficult because it sucks because it is hard because we do have to figure out, you know, what are our boundaries? What do we feel responsible for, if anything? Mm -hmm. What do they want help with or not? Because they could be very difficult and not want any help. Mm -hmm. I think that as an adult child, though, I feel like it's still my – I mean, maybe they don't. Maybe I shouldn't say I feel like it's their responsibility, but I'm sure my parents feel like it's their responsibility. Like, if I were to be like, hey, I don't have anywhere to go right this second, you know, or Mm -hmm. let's say if I had zero and zero cents or whatever, right, I know that my parents would feel responsible for at least, okay, well, let's get you to the house or, you know, Mm -hmm. something, right? And in that sense, I think it's interesting, like, why we may not feel exactly the same way. Maybe because, of course, you've always grown up being the one who, um, is taken care of, but 
I think that I would like to be able to be responsible for my parents in the sense that I would love to feel comfortable knowing I have enough money to like take care of things um, if need be, or even without need be, I think that if we could, we, we would want to. Oh, for sure. um, and all of this also is, is um, on the foundation of you having um, a cordial relationship with your parents also, because we're not talking about, you know, I understand there are some people who don't rock with their parents at all mm-hmm. um, and other issues that may be present. And so like taking those um, outliers out of it, um, you know, if you have kind of just what might seem like a, a regular kind of relationship with your parents, I think that we look to be able to support them if we need to. I think that we think a little bit more about, like, um, their safety, um, take things a little more serious if they do have, you know, health issues or concerns, making sure they took their pills, all those things, right? So I think that I would like to, and yet also I do see – uh, friends who are a little more responsible for their parents, but in a different way too, because it's not the aging, it's um, maybe more so around uh, being parentified. So I think that that's mm-hmm. probably a little different. Um, and that's actually a whole other thing. We'll have an episode on that. Yeah, because, you know, when aging parents is, it seems like a little more hands on, but if you have parents where you feel like you've always kind of had to like make sure they're good, that seems a little more like money uh, oriented and like feeling being provider. Um, but I think the goal would be to be able to, to do those things. Yeah. And even with having difficult relationship with parents, like, you know, my mom passed, but I still have my stepdad who I have a very, you know, difficult and nuanced relationship with. And then my dad also very difficult and nuanced relationship with. And I don't, what's interesting is I don't really feel responsible for my dad. Like my real dad, he probably don't expect you. But to he don't expect me to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But again, that's why we'll talk. A lot about of people it. who don't do the most, they like it, their thing is like, yeah. But I also don't expect you to do the most. So mm-hmm. like, they feel like maybe it's even. Yeah, but I will say like even spending time with him, which I was grateful I got some time to spend with him in Singapore this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is different seeing him. He used to this man used to wake up and run three miles a day. You know, and watching him as he gets you know on into his sixties and. He's not doing that, and he's taking naps and stuff all the time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man, you know, seeing him try to operate at the same levels as he was before is just, I don't know, it's kind of tough. Yeah, it is. Um, but also, like you said, you can't tell people what to do, and you especially can't mm-hmm. tell older people what to do. And so what does it look like to be there for aging parents um, without being, like, overbearing or controlling or trying to, you know, like, turn them... I, I, I don't want to turn into a parent, right? No, like, I, no. I already don't even want to be a parent, barely. So, like, I don't want to turn into a parent for my, my parents. Like, I've never been, like, the type to be like, you know, you know, you shouldn't be going there. You shouldn't be doing this. Like, I, I feel like they're going to do what they know they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do see other people do that to theirs. Um, but, yeah, i just never been like that. Even with my grandmother, like, even super older, it's like, I ain't going to tell them what to do. Um, but how can we support them? Offer help, um, but only when they ask for Mm -hmm. it. So not pushing that on them. Like offer assistance uh, when you have space and time or whatever. And then if they do need help, like seeing if you can help them get access to the resources that they need. If that's like in-home, you know, caregiving. If it's someone to help them cook their meals or someone to come in and clean since they can't get down on their hands and knees and scrub the tub Mm -hmm. like they used to. Mm -hmm. But that's so funny too because even like my parents are so old school. Like they don't be trusting nobody. Uh So it's like. 
if if I wanted somebody to come clean the house, they would be like right behind their shoulders and acting like they gonna steal her. And it's like y'all don't got nothing. Like that's one thing that that blows me the most. I think mm-hmm. about having aged parents is feeling like they're so scared. But I know it's like it's valid because the world is crazy. But also it's like okay, we don't have to turn the alarm system on at two p.m. Like and put like wood under every window and door. Like they don't even live in that kind of neighborhood. So it's like it's just a little extra. And I think that. One thing that's sometimes frustrating is feeling like they may be stuck in ways or stuck Mm. in things when it's like you want them to think differently or have a different mindset. And that for sure is like the days are over for changing that, I think. Um, But you have to have a lot of patience. So I think patience is the main key. Um, It may even be similar to thinking about like gentle parenting, like how to even deal with your parents. Um, I guess with everybody, shoot, gentle parenting should be probably (laughs) used with everybody. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but, you know, being very, very patient Excuse me, and then being able to recognize and communicate like what what you want to communicate, whether it's asking them a clear question, asking if you can help with something, um, and then whatever they say, you know, just respecting that and letting them know, hey, I'm here if you need it, right? Um, because I think that people tend to not want to need help, but then later on, you know, they may come back around to it if it doesn't feel like it's it's a bother to you. Mm-hmm. And then thinking about just having a balanced relationship with them mm-hmm. um trying to spend as much time as you feel comfortable with and, and that you want with them I heard a quote that parents spend 80 percent of their time with their kids that they'll ever spend with them from zero to 18 mm-hmm. which is about real and then someone kind of put in another perspective too um like you know if you only see your parents twice a year and they might live 10 more years what is that 20 more times that you mm-hmm. get to see them mm-hmm. And um, I'm so glad I knew about that before my mom because I made an extra effort to be able to see her mm-hmm. more. And it's like, man, I'm so grateful for those times. So, you know, not to scare or force people to doing things. Like I said, if you want to spend time and, and see them and do all that, like make sure that you're spending time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that you do prioritize that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it can be easy to say, like, oh, I don't have it right now to go travel or I got to focus on work or focus on other things. And we always – talk about this but like you know at the end of everybody's life it's always a matter of the relationships that were the most important so if it is an important relationship do be sure to you know not let them frustrate you or not let it get to a point where you're just like never mind altogether um I think another uh thing to do is in communication um you know that can even be via phone I know some people parents uh text email Mm -hmm. you know do whatever right everybody's different now um, but if you have aging parents, just staying in communication with them, I think is important. Similar to like when you have kids as well, like making it so that they do feel comfortable telling you stuff. So like I'll fuss with my dad about um, health because like he told us one time about some health scare he had and he was like four years ago. And he's like, yeah, I just want to let you know, you know, a few years ago. And I was like, what's the point of you telling me this right now? <laughs> like, why didn't you tell me this, you know, when it was happening? Right. And he's like, well, you know, well, I did talk to your brothers about da da da, you know, last year. And I'm like, all right. I was like, bro, what's the, what's the whole history? Like, <laughs> I, first of all, like if, you know, if y'all going to be kind of secretive or whatever, like we need to talk about the history more. And, you know, I, and I didn't have an attitude per se, but like, it's just one of those things like in communicating, asking them questions and making the space for stuff that they might mm-hmm. not say in the same way. I don't be saying nothing to them neither about nothing for real. So, you know, encouraging that both ways to just at least have dialogue that makes it easier for communication. If it's needed, if that makes sense, like, yeah, brave space, like where it's not judgment or pushback, but like, 
creating space for them to say things. But that's also hard, right? Because if we talk about people being stuck in their ways Mm -hmm. and not really talking about things, sometimes that might involve asking what seem like intrusive questions or things. But I think that it's important to really start having those dialogues to make sure that we're all open and on the same page. Mm -hmm. And in that same vein is choosing our battles wisely. Um, You know, if we only have a, like, I think we should probably adopt that in life in general, like choosing battles wisely. Maybe not fighting with them about something that happened four years ago, but trying to create space and ask questions so we can have better conversations these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and another thing, too, is like being a, being OK, being accommodating. So um, I know with aging parents, sometimes they don't want to travel as much or and, you know, sometimes it might come across like being stuck in their way or whatever. But really, it might be that. Oh, they're, they're scared because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the airports now, sometimes to me, I'm like, this is overwhelming. Like, what's happening? Like, they, they keep changing the TSA and, like, it's like, do I take my laptop out? What's that, Drewski skit? <laughs> yeah. Like, that shit. Well, I was like, listen, man, they be yelling at you. They and do. just, and I think about that, too. And, and sometimes I'll see older people, like, in TSA, and it's like, you could tell it's just like, what is happening? And, you know, they need a little help. And it's like, oh, do I need to take this off? Do I need to do this? And, yeah, and that's how it feels. Or if I, if you ever had an older person be like your Uber driver or, you know, seeing somebody in the store. And it's like, I forgot what I was even starting this with. Oh, and, and so you, it feels like people might be kind of stuck in their ways. But imagine, like, on their side, too, some of it is scary. Like, yeah, like, scared to, to get on this plane and travel to here or there or do whatever, right? And so... Be accommodating um, and and less judgmental because maybe you need to help make the space for them or go to them and then, like, let's go here or, you know, whatever you might need to do. Or maybe they never come to see you like that. But um, think about it that way because I, I think about that often. Like, when you really see older people driving, whatever, right, it's like you really got to have that extra extra grace and understanding of, like, man, they've seen a lot of, of years and a lot of life and – um, things have been changing so much too. So fast, everything changes so fast. And I was thinking about that patience because, like, we are the generation who, you know, saw the big shift in technology and you know went from having those brick cell phones to having you know a mm-hmm. mini computer in our hands. And a lot of them like got left behind. And so, you know, just patience with even <laughs> I always see people complaining about trying to help their grandma or their mama set up like they Roku mm-hmm. or Fire Stick or whatever. <laughs> yeah, my parents still call me every time there's something <laughs> going on or. Like, do I, how do I get my music off iTunes? And I'll be like, I don't even know. Yeah. For real. Like, <laughs> half the time, I'm like, I don't really know what to do with that because I don't use that no more. Um, but, but you do what you can do. Um, and if uh, the listeners, if you all are dealing with aging parents, interested in hearing, like, your stories or ways that you're able to, I don't want to say cope with it, but, like, ways that it may be affecting you, mm-hmm. um, ways that you're able to kind of be there and, and, help that relationship I think sometimes there's a big opportunity when everybody's adults to have almost a closer relationship uh, than when you were a kid because of that you know a little difference in um, kind of authority there as you've gotten older yourself Um, so bear with it um, bear with them that's I guess the majority of of what I would say to it yeah sounds like curiosity patience and you know having open communication Hit us this week at Carly's Couch and let us know how that's going. Peace out.